Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. joins us every single week to talk everything Gamecocks football, and we appreciate him taking the time each and every single week. Our good friend, J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks of the Big Spur. J.C., what's going on, my man? Appreciate you taking the time to chat. Uh, great to be with you guys, as always. This week, it's another game week. You know, the bye week kind of sometimes in our business, I don't know, it's a time to kind of unplug a little bit, but about Wednesday, you're like, man, I really wish there was a game this weekend, especially coming off of a, uh, you know, a game against Tennessee that did not go that well, you're kind of anxious to get back out there and, and, and I guess prove to yourself that the team you're covering is uh, not, not as bad as their last outing, but uh, you know, certainly anxious to, to see the Gamecocks take the field this weekend and glad it's a game week again. And JC, a pivotal game upcoming this weekend, no doubt against Florida at Williams Bryce. Before we get to that, though, JC, I want to talk to you a little bit about, about recruiting because some things have been circulating. We all saw the news of Jalewis Solomon decommitting from Auburn. If you just look on social media, you'll see a lot of folks out there saying it's flip season or there's some rumblings in the recruiting space. What can you tell us about the latest on the recruiting trail? Because normally, you know, I'm not going to go as far as Dan Mullen did a couple of years ago and say that recruiting seasons for recruiting season and football seasons for football season, because as you and I both know recruiting is 24, seven, 365, but a lot of fans aren't paying as close attention to recruiting right now because we're playing actual games, but it seems like there is some movement. What can you tell us the latest on the recruiting front? Well, when Lewis Solomon committed to Auburn, man, I mean, I, 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 you probably remember that day you, you monitor meltdowns just like I do. Uh, it was a complete, so it was almost a shock. And, and not just to folks at Carolina, but uh, some of our national guys at 24-7 sports were surprised. I mean, uh, it was just one of those things that kind of happened out of the blue. Um, and I told everybody at the time on the Big Spur, because they're kind of bashing the kid. They were like, ah, he took the bag or whatever. Uh, and Auburn does have a very robust NIL offering. Uh, they're not hurting for that down there. Um, I, I I, I had some intel the day he committed that said, just wait on this one. You know, sometimes that's sour grapes. Sometimes it's like, well, we're going to keep recruiting him and, you know, to, to just kind of kind of make everybody feel better. But the kids really made his decision. But this was not one of those situations. He He's made, remained in contact with South Carolina's coaching staff, with Torian Gray, uh, with Taylor Edwards, uh, the director of personnel. Uh, they've continued to talk and um, – you know, that de- for him to publicly decommit like that prior to visiting South Carolina this weekend for the Florida game, uh, along with stud 2025 defensive back, Jonte Gilbert. Jonte Gilbert. Jonte Gilbert. That's it. Gibbs Gilbert. I, I keep calling him Jonte Gibbs. Jonte Gilbert. He was committed to Ohio State or whatever. You know, that's two really good ones back-to-back classes. They're close. 
Um, I, I can tell you this right now, the South Carolina coaching staff thinks Joe Lewis not only can come in and play, but potentially start at corner as a true freshman. They like him that much, Chris. Um, and so I, I believe this is where Joe Lewis has always wanted to go. Um, his brother goes to Auburn. He sort of got caught up in the moment, I think. Um, probably had some family considerations there, but you know, some things have been worked out on Carolina's end, and I, and I think uh, I think he's good to go. I think the Gamecocks will ultimately get him in the boat as of right now. And so that's uh, that's the big one because that's a guy, let's say Braylon Lee ends up staying home going to Maryland. And, and keep in mind, uh, before fans start bashing Braylon Lee, uh, this kid's from Maryland. He had a parent uh, pass away on him uh, earlier, right before he committed to Carolina. And, and so sometimes, you know, you, you just you have to keep in mind these are people, you know, and, and a young man's life, it may be in his best interest to stay close to home. Um, you know, and Braylon's visiting this weekend, but uh, I can tell you right now the, the Maryland flip to the Terps is definitely on the table. So, you know, Jalewis, though, is an upgrade if you had to trade one for the other. Um, and that's the guy that has been number one at their board at corner the whole time. So, you know, it, 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 the, the flip thing works both ways, but uh, certainly you wouldn't want to lose Lee. Uh, if you didn't have Solomon coming in, but if Solomon does come in, it lessens that blow quite a bit. And like I said, as far as specifically Lee is concerned, I mean, I, I can't imagine going through something like that. I went through something like that when I was a senior in high school. Actually, my dad died. And it, it changes you, man. It can change your circumstance um, when, when a parent passes away. So I, I think that, you know, give him a break, guys, if he decommits, uh, which which could happen. Maybe not because he's visiting this weekend, but uh just know that uh, the Jalua Solomon has always been the top corner on the board this year, and uh, the Gamecock staff thinks the world of him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. JC, on the note of recruiting and NIL, Mark Stoops made waves this week with his comments on NIL, and I'm paraphrasing, basically saying that, hey, if you want us to compete with and beat Georgia, 
We need more money. Flat out just went out and said that. And Shane Beamer was asked about that on Tuesday. And then, of course, mentioned the importance of NIL. And if we want to win championships the way we want to win them at Carolina, we need to, you know, be there competing in the NIL space. And again, I'm paraphrasing exactly what he said. But as someone, JC, like yourself, who is a owner, co-owner, what have you, a leader of a collective, your thoughts on the NIL chatter that we've heard from two separate SEC head coaches this week? I think it's very two distinct messages. I thought Shane was very diplomatic and um, spot on with what he said. Uh, you know, he's he's not out there browbeating people and bashing people over the head. He just said, "Hey, if you can afford it, we need you. We need your help." And 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 he's absolutely right. Uh, and that's both collectives. Uh, and, and then you know, of course, Park Avenue is part of, of what we do. That's been very important. They've written three hundred thousand dollars in two months worth of NIL real like commercial NIL deals with big brands from Snickers to beats by Dre uh, to local brands like village idiot, um, you know, for, for South Carolina players, it, it's extremely important. Uh, and I thought Shane handled it very diplomatically. I, I was highly disappointed in Mark Stoops for two reasons. Number one, for him to sit there and, 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 boil his coaching acumen and ability to win games down to more money for more players. I'm like, dude, that just, you're insulting yourself. I mean, you're taking what has made you a great coach through the years, going and finding guys, developing him. I mean, you guys remember Allen, their defensive end from a few years back, right? You know, he was committed to Monmouth for football. Monmouth. Let me say it again for football, Monmouth. Two-star kid out of New Jersey found him, and he's in the NFL now. Uh, and that's that's how you win at places like Kentucky. And he's got a good plan. He goes into Ohio, gets those kids Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State used to get, coaches them up, uh, and then he they actually do. Kentucky did a lot better job in Carolina in the transfer portal on paper this past year, uh, and, and so they're not really struggling. They're, they're Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let let's just be honest. Uh, and then to throw shade at Georgia and act like they just have all this money that they're spending. I thought that was insulting to Kirby smart and and the dogs and, and kind of what they've done. Money has very little to do with Georgia's ascension. Um, I don't think people realize how hard it is uh, to walk in. It's hard to walk into a two win program and turn it into a seven. It's harder a little bit to turn a seven into a 10, as we found out around here at Carolina, it's extremely difficult to turn a 10 into a championship program when it's been 40 years, you know, uh, think how long it took Clemson to get back. I mean, Dabo was there six, seven years. I mean, Kirby's done it in kind of quick time. I mean, they were close. He inherited a great one, but, but he's kept it going and he's gotten it better. And I just thought that was very insulting uh, to the, for a football coach to say about another football coach that's, you know, actually put in the work. Does Georgia have a great robust NIL situation that, I would love for Carolina to have right now. Absolutely. But it, it's not like they're out there, you know, getting into bidding wars or anything. Their program sells itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I thought that after, you know, it, 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 it almost wasn't, I don't want to say not manly, but I mean, it, it kind of maybe a punk statement to make to throw shade at them about money after you get beat that thoroughly. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I think that the reasons they got beat thoroughly have a lot more to do with uh, player development, uh, coaching, uh, talent is an issue. 
than, than straight cash. I mean, it's not like Georgia. It's not like the Texas A&M situation, right, a few years ago where they all of a sudden had the number one class. Oh, wow, whoa, what's going on? Or Miami, you know, uh, Georgia's done it. I, I think Georgia's done it the right way. And so that one, I was highly disappointed in, in Stoops. Still, uh, to relate to the Gamecocks, Kentucky's football NIL situation, it's not as robust as their basketball NIL situation, but their football NIL situation, uh, it's, a, it's a lot better than Carolina's right now. So, I mean, that those are facts about NIL at Carolina. We are behind, uh, collectively behind. Um, and we're getting there, but uh, it's, uh, as Shane said the other day, if you could, whatever you can chip in, uh, we could sure use it, uh, and the players could use it, and, and that will allow, you know, as good as the staff is at recruiting, I think, to win, you know, some of those battles maybe they haven't uh, once that, that those – funds and those opportunities are in place. So uh, I, I didn't have a problem with what Shane said at all. Uh, Mark Stoops, though, to me, it, it was disappointing kind of the way he put it. And I mean, man, you're a Kentucky football fan. <laughs> You've watched a lot of bad football over the years. Uh, you still show up. I mean, their fan base for football is actually, you know, actually great if you think about their success. Um, I, I just – yeah, I, I don't care if Mark Stoops has seventeen million dollars to go spend on players. He's not beating Georgia on very many kids. I mean, that's just a fact. So that was kind of how I felt about all that. JC, moving to the game this weekend, Gamecocks and Gators at Williams Bryce Stadium. And and I, over the summer, JC, I labeled this as South Carolina's most important game of the 2023 season because I expected Carolina to be sitting with their current record of two and three coming off a of bye week and looking at the final seven game stretch and looking at this game against Florida at home as one that to achieve or have a chance to achieve any of the goals that you had set in the preseason, this was probably a swing game that you needed to have. You know, you can talk about SEC East hierarchy. You can talk about Shane Beamer against Billy Napier. You can talk about, you know, the, the winner or loser and their outlook of the rest of their season. You can also talk about, who are these teams really, right? South Carolina with three losses, but all three are to ranked teams. I think I saw the combined records of the three teams South Carolina has lost to is 15-1. and one. And then meanwhile, you've got Florida, who is four and 4-2. They have played three SEC games. They've looked great in one against Tennessee. They look great in one against Vandy, but we throw that one out because they're Vandy. They look great against Tennessee, but they looked abysmal against Kentucky at their place. JC, however you spin it, it's a big game, but like your overall outlook on this football game, what do you label it in regards to, I don't know about importance because they're all really big. They're all really important, but this, this definitely for the 2023 season, and maybe I could argue beyond just feels like sort of an inflection point for both South Carolina and Florida, a massive game, no matter how you spin it for both teams this weekend. Yeah. It's one of those games that, uh, I hesitate to say this because I think everybody that broke down the Mississippi state game ended up being wrong, you know, cause we're all like, Hey, stop the run. And I mean, and then 487 passing yards later, you know, it's like, well, that wasn't the key, was it? But, but it, it kind of reminds me of that, you know, what you worry about is at home and, and shoot, you really wish this game was at night, right? You really wish it was at night. Uh, and, and it's just become fact under Shane Beamer at South Carolina and, and and since the addition of the light show and all that, that Williams Bryce at night is, is a lot different. Um, kind of like LSU. We're kind of uh, developing an LSU type situation here. So you wish it was a night first and foremost. It's not, it's three thirty kick, not a, 
not a nooner. Um, but what you don't want to have happen, man, is and, and I, I think Mississippi State and Florida are, are kind of similar football teams. Uh, I do think Florida's better on defense for the most part, especially when they're front. So, you know, what you don't want to have happen is you go out, maybe you take the ball and sputter on offense or something, don't quite get there. And then they get the ball and they start handing it to those backs. Uh, and Graham Mertz is dinking and ducking you to death. I mean, th- this kid was 30 for 36 against Vanderbilt, 25 for 29 in a losing effort at Kentucky. I mean, he's accurate. Uh, dinking, dunking you, you know, and you're sitting there third and fourth. Uh, you know, second and six, third and four, boom, boom, boom. And they're chunk, chunk, chunk down the field. And all of a sudden, eight minutes are gone. And that takes the soul out of your crowd. Um, you you got to get off the field if you're Clayton White's defense. You cannot sit there and allow them to drive the football. And, 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 and great googly moogly, do not let them run all over you like last year. I mean, you've got to stop those guys. Um and, and South Carolina has the ability to do that. I don't know schematically what exactly they can draw up, but, uh, you know, Ricky Pearsall is an excellent receiver, but Florida's not like three or four deep at receiver. Uh, so I may, I may try to stack the box a little bit and dare them to throw. Uh, and if they, if Graham Mertz throws for 487 yards, you know, just hope your offense outscores them or, you know, uh, heck I may eat my hat if, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if he threw for that, but um, chances are, you're not gonna, you're not gonna give up. The, I mean, because they don't, they don't have a kid like 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 Tulu Griffith on that fast on Florida's receiver core. So, you know, we'll see. I, that that's the concern is getting off the field to me uh, on offense because Florida is going to try to win ugly. That Billy Napier, if you if you look at his career at Louisiana, they didn't have a lot of big beautiful wins. Chris, they they'd eke it out 24-13, 24-20, play ball control. Uh, that kind of thing. So th- that's kind of Napier ball. And uh, you you, you want to play uh, Dowell Loggins ball Saturday. You, you want to go up, you know, make it, you know, score, 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 and not, uh, not uh, you know, fall victim to some kind of game of keep away. Florida's, I think, the best in the SEC at time of possession. So that's a concern. They're also last in the SEC in yards per, per pass given up. Uh, so teams are going down the field with them with success, you know, starting with Utah in the opener on the first play of the game. Um, you know, Tennessee didn't get very far, but that I talked to most Tennessee people, they're convinced gremlins live uh, in the swamp just to kind of trip their players up and stuff. And, you know, they, they just can't win down there, but uh, uh, it's, it's a huge game, Chris, no matter how you spin it, the losing fan base uh, prepare for a meltdown. I mean, no matter who loses this game, Gators or the Gamecocks, one side is going to completely melt down over it. Uh, You just hope it's not the Gamecocks Saturday. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. 
It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs Up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs Up, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And, JC, on that note, it's, it's always funny when you come into a game like this where, you know, each fan base, it almost feels like they're expecting the worst. And, and for whatever the, the reasons may be, but it seems as if each fan base, at least from what I've seen on social media, they're expecting the worst in this game. And it's like somebody has to win, right? So that's kind of the funny part. If you if you look at the light side of it, it's like somebody who is expecting a doomsday is going to win the football game. So um, to your point, though, defensively, JC, I agree. Obviously, you have to. It starts with stopping or slowing down. Montrell Johnson, Trevor Etienne. I mean, if they're popping off five, six, seven yards of carry, we're, we're having a totally different conversation. Nothing else I really say after this matters. But we talked a lot about going into the bye week. I know with you guys last week on your show about identity on defense. I, would you agree that I think South Carolina has to be aggressive in this one? Like, to your point, I, I don't think they can sit back and play soft and let a guy like Graham Mertz get in a rhythm and dink and dunk them because you already know it's going to be tough to stop the run. And to your point, if, if Florida's bleeding clock and it, it's just going to be really, it's going to play right into their hands of how they want to win this football game because their best defense or one of their best defense is going to be their offense, keeping Rattler and company off the field. So, I mean, don't you feel like, like this is the week, like we, we, there's been a lot of criticism on Clayton White, some fair, some unfair but I feel like it'll be, and I'm not a defensive coordinator, but it feels like it will be inexcusable if South Carolina just sits back and sort of allows Florida to dictate the tempo of this game. Look, yeah, Florida is a a good good at ball control, like I mentioned, but they are not they're not the Gator offenses of of, of your. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a this is a man ball like you know sort of run gut, run it up the gut, ball control type of like a football team. But they do, they do, they are, I'll say this, Chris, they are a momentum team. Florida uh, still, and, and this has been part of their program for a long, long time. They're a momentum team. You know, people wonder why they've lost 13 out of 14 games away from the swamp. Uh, I think in every one of those, they did not get off to good starts. And, and, and so you can kind of take, if, if you score early, if you hit them in the mouth early, 
Uh, and that's not just lining up and hitting them in the mouth. That may be a long touchdown pass. It may be a fumble recovery. It may be an interception. Uh, it may be a sack. If you take the wind out of their cells early, I've found that they are not equipped uh, to overcome adversity in a hostile environment. Yet. I have not seen it yet. That game they won at A&M under Napier last year, they kind of got up on A&M and then A&M could never counter. And and A&M had no answer for their run game last year either. Uh, But that's the only one they won on the road. I mean, you're talking about a team that lost in Nashville to Vanderbilt. I was on with Bill King earlier today uh, in Nashville. And we talked about, we mentioned that game. And he said, well, that that day, Vanderbilt was a better football team. And he wasn't there. Ray Davis, who the next year ran all over him at Kentucky, had a big game that day for Mandy. So, uh, I, I, you know, that's the thing. It, it, it's a good opportunity for the Gamecocks, I think, against, you know, one of the, the more pedestrian offenses in the league to get right on D and have a good game on D. Uh, at the same time, you worry because last year, you know, Florida didn't do anything fancy. You know, they they just uh, lined up and steamrolled the Gamecocks. And, and so you got to prevent that from happening uh, this year. Uh, and, and you do have a sample. So you do have a game where you you, you stopped it pretty good uh, with Mississippi State, you know, despite what happened down the field. So there's kind of precedent for them to have a game plan to go out with a run-oriented team uh, and at least slow that down, that part down. You, maybe you take some chances. Uh, on defense. I mean, Graham Mertz is very accurate, kind of short, medium pass, but he's not a long ball thrower. So that's the thing there. And JC, to your point, I I definitely think you, you sell out on stopping the run. And again, if Graham Mertz throws for 487, by God, you tip your cap and you outscore them. And and again, I'm not sure Graham Mertz is capable of putting up those video game numbers with all due respect, but switching sides of the ball, JC, um, you know, it, it feels pretty simple for South Carolina in regards to offensive success. Protect Spencer Rattler, run the ball just enough to have any semblance of balance and get the football to number 17 and let seven set his feet and throw because I feel like JC, every time he sets his feet and delivers a throw, good things happen. But, you know, over the bye week, obviously, personnel was a big talking point, maybe some play calling stuff. You know, everything's under scrutiny after you lose like you did at Tennessee. Your thoughts on the Gamecocks' offensive attack? Obviously, they're facing a Florida defense that, while you mentioned, obviously they're 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 struggling a bit, giving up the long passing play. They've been pretty good this year. I mean, they they've been they've been pretty good from the start. That Kentucky game sort of being the outlier. And I look at that Kentucky game. How did Kentucky do that? They ran the football with Ray Davis. Unfortunately, JC, I, I just I don't know if South Carolina has the ability to run the football like Kentucky did in that football game. What are you most looking for from mm. the Gamecocks offensive attack? Would you expect just more of the same of airing it out, throwing it downfield? How much do you expect them to mix in Mario Anderson, the running game? And uh, again, it feels like the recipe is pretty simple. Keep Spencer Rattler upright and let him work. And typically good things have happened this season. But I, I think it's a fascinating matchup, JC. Good on good. South Carolina's passing offense against that Gators passing defense, at least when you look at it statistically, I think Florida's only allowing like 166 yards per game through the year. What are you most looking forward to from that matchup, Gamecocks O against Gators D? Yeah, I want to I want to I want to see Carolina what they could do throwing it. Um, you know, you look at the Tennessee game. I think Milton had 275 yards. The Gators were able to shut down their passing or their run game pretty good down there in the swamp. 
Uh, of course, you mentioned Kentucky. Devin Leary only threw for 69 yards in that one. So it was uh, – but De- Devin Leary's struggling, though. If you kind of look at what he's done at Kentucky this year. That said, I mean, they didn't need him to do much, I mean, because they ran all over him. But uh, I, I think Carolina needs a balanced attack. Uh, I, I do think they, you know, they can't be afraid to go downfield, use their weapons, exploit matchups. Uh, tight ends could be big in this one too. You know, Trey Knox kind of got off to a start where there were some glaringly tough plays, drops and such like that, that he made. I think he's got his confidence. But yeah, he actually had a really good game against Tennessee. I thought Trey did. Um, you know, Xavier Leggett's there. He's healthy. Amari and Brown should be better. You know, uh, he played against Tennessee, of course, but if you notice on that 44-yard reception he had, he probably would have housed it had he not had a hammy. I mean, he was significant. He pulled up a little bit. Um, and guys like Omega Blake need to kind of return to form. I mean, he kind of disappeared against Tennessee. Tyshawn Russell, Nick Harbour probably will play some. Uh, and then, you know, Juice Wells, while the door is not shut on him, I, I'd be shocked if he goes against the Gators this weekend. But, uh, you know, is, people were talking uh, to my partner at the Big Spur, Tony Morrell, about – they feel the offensive line will be more cohesive and better moving forward. And if that's the case, go. One thing I don't want to see, don't hand the ball right uh, in the middle of that daggum Florida defense right at number 21. That 400-pound that dude that's that got walking, the, yeah. almost got the pick six last year. Uh, don't don't run it right at him. I mean, just don't. If you need to – you need to Oh boy, you need to have old boy going from one side to the other to the other. Gas him, gas him, get get him out. You know, get him tired. Don't run right at him, please, for the love of God. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I don't but, need to see Juju take him on mano a mano. I I, yeah, I, and that believe it or not, that happened at the swamp last year, and I was like, oh my <laughs> dear lord, no answer for for big number twenty one. But yeah, you got to you got to get you got to get big boy tired, and uh, hopefully, so the, hopefully. Carolina's able to attack the edges a little bit and get him out in space running uh, a bit. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's the thing. I, I do – the one thing I can guarantee Saturday, there will be a better game plan this weekend on offense than there was last year in the Swamp, which is one of the worst I've ever seen. Worst. Well, Absolute there, worst. there is probably Track. a reason that that guy is not here anymore, <laughs> uh, currently in Lincoln, but uh, – JC, I've locked in 24 to 20 Gamecocks. I think South Carolina does get the job done. And my key to the game, you know, outside of – because every week we could just say offensive line and defensive line play well, right? Because typically if yeah. South Carolina wins in the trenches, they win the game. But for me, JC, I think in this ball game, which sort of a teetering point for the season at home, I know it's not at night, but I think a big play or dare I even say a scoring play in an unconventional way, defense or special teams, I think could be huge in this when you talk about momentum – but I think South Carolina will do enough 24 to 20. Do you have a key to this one that maybe goes, you know, that's that's kind of outside of the box? Because like I mentioned, I mean, offensive line, defensive line play is so no-brainer at this point. Do you have anything you're looking for that you think South Carolina will need to do to achieve victory and, and, and your thoughts on a score prediction or just how you see this one playing out Saturday afternoon? Get off the field. On the, get off the field one way or the other. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the – Hopefully it's not the bad way, but uh, you, you got to get it. You can't let them come because that just that saps the momentum of the. You know the, the good thing about the Mississippi State game, it was a back and forth game, but you never felt like Carolina was in danger of losing because it was just you know kind of a fun shootout type of deal. 
Uh, that's fine. I mean, if you get into a game like that with Florida, you know, it's kind of a little bit concerning because Florida's not that type of team. But you cannot let them hold the ball for half a quarter. I mean, and, and play, you know, even if they go get field goals. So get off the field on defense would be my number one uh, number one key to the game. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Got a prediction? How are you feeling about no, it? No, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, you're good, I, you're good. I, I think uh, this is a game South Carolina should win. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. You know, Brad Crawford put something sneaky uh, out on Twitter. I need to ask him why he did it. He thinks the line's going to move to about seven, and I'm like, why uh and so i need to check on that because if, if there's something there that would cause that line to move to seven uh just well, like you remember florida, i will tell you florida center has been ruled out for this game kingsley Egabuk, I, I don't exactly know how to say his last name but their starting center is out for this football game so that is a yeah. big loss for that offensive line and um, etn did not play yeah, they, they said he, he's sport. likely to go but it's it's not 100 percent. they said they held him out as a precautionary thing last week but yeah that is is uncertain so i don't know so i'm gonna go with game 27 gator 17 uh i think uh you know for some reason you know there, there's something out there that may tip the scales of carolina it may be that center injury who knows uh because man if your center is hurt and you don't have a guy behind him I you, you're talking like Aaron snap and Florida does make a ton of mistakes on the road penalties. I mean, they're, they're a mistake making bunch. So 27, 14 game Cox, I'm, I'm going to give the defense a benefit of the doubt and say they, they get better this week and uh, have a good game and get some confidence going into what will be a very tough game at Missouri. South Carolina, Florida at Willie B, a pivotal matchup for both sides, and a definitely JCA jaded Gators fan base coming in here to Williams Bryce Stadium. They've been abysmal on the road. South Carolina will look to harness that Williams Bryce magic yet again. JC Sherwood of Inside the Gamecocks, the Big Spur. I join Inside the Gamecocks every single Thursday at 11:30 a.m. Eastern, and JC Sherwood, of course, joins us every single week. JC, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Thank you.